Welcome to the podcast. My name is Rusty Diamond. I am here once again, as I always am. And today I have a guest, a special guest who is here. And this guy, he's been surfing, got to surf all over, which is so cool. Got to go and act, which is so cool. And just here, which is even cooler. And so this uh, been in Tombstone, been in Point Break, been in Return of the Living Dead and in North Shore. Um, and I think it was North Shore was the one that I knew you from the most. And so without anything else, I wanted to bring in uh, John Philbin. How you doing? I'm great. It's great to see you. Dude, yeah, you too. Thank you so much again for doing this. And no yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so I have a couple older brothers and so, and I mean, I, I watched North shore quite a number of times. So, I mean, that was, that was kind of my intro and um, I mean, just how great it is. You get to go out and go surfer. I knew already a surfer too. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I was a surfer. I grew up surfing and then I became an actor and then I got to be in a surf movie and it changed my life. So, um, so were you in California then? Is that where you you grew up? I was born and raised in California. I was born in California and I grew up in California. I've lived here all my life. I've gone, I've traveled a lot, but I haven't found a place I want to live more than California right now anyway you know right now it's good for me and it's been good for me for 62 years yeah so that's a pretty good amount of time that's not too bad there yeah and but yeah, I go I, mean, I travel to Hawaii and to Indonesia a lot and Europe lately Europe and I love it oh, I, I don't love it I love to travel in other countries but I, I like to live in California yes so then where's your favorite spot to surf then it's a place in Java Indonesia called Gland. it's Bobby's surf camp guy I know is a friend of mine has a surf camp in Java at Grudgigan and it's called G land and it's the I think the best wave in the world for me for what I like to do you know for my surfing so your style of surfing is is more I'm a cruiser but I like barrels I like long offshore barrels I don't do a lot of maneuvers I like to get a long left reef break where the water's yep. warm and it's offshore and I can get tubed sometimes and if I don't get tubed, I can have a really beautiful ride in a tropical place. Yeah, I mean, that, you can't really beat that. Uh, I had, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up uh, in uh, Oregon. And so, I mean, I had friends that would go out and surf out in uh, sort of near like Newport, Oregon, which is you know, midway up Oregon and with, sweatwear, um, with wetsuits on. And, you know, that's, that's a, you know, a different experience than what you're doing. Do you, you do any with wetsuits or? You... Oh, yeah. I mean, I live in L.A. So and I teach surfing. So I wear a wetsuit every day that I'm working. You know, I wear a full wetsuit every day oh. I work. I never want to feel a chill ever because I might have to go to work later that day or the next day. So I just I'm always fully rubbered up, you know, and some people are like, how can you do that? And I go, I don't I don't want to ever feel cold. Cause I'm working, you know, and I'll, I don't want to take it out on a client. And it's like, yeah, I'm cold. You know, like they can be cold. That's fine. I'll make jokes about them, but I don't want to be cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No reason to. And I mean, if you're in the ocean, it's got to feel pretty, 
pretty it, all right either way. I mean, you can't. It's really great to go. be in the ocean. Yeah, I got lucky, I got lucky in that, that I, you know, you know, had. I, I, when I stopped work, when I wasn't working enough as an actor, I really kind of stopped working, and I didn't have any other skills. I had no skills. I was an overtrained, underemployed actor, bitter actor, but I had no other skills. And I just uh, thought the only thing I can do is surf, you know, like I wonder if I can teach surfing. So I, I went to a camp. I was way too old to be doing this, but I learned that I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing private surf lessons with interesting clients. And that's what I do. You know, I've been doing that for 20 years. It's been really good for me. So is that, um, I mean, it's that people coming in doing maybe a couple people at once, or is it groups of larger groups or well, it's evolved over time it started i worked at a surf camp where you just pushed little kids into waves you know and you set up tents and you know those kids were going out like sometimes you'll have three little kids on your board stand up and then it progressed into private lessons where i started working with like some clients up in malibu that were you know m movie actors oh so okay I ended up training kate bosworth how to surf for them to play a surfer for Blue Crush. And I got back into kind of entertainment industry through teaching oh. surfing. And now I've got like a reputation as being in both. And I've worked, you know, as a surf, I don't know what you'd call it, consultant on a bunch of movies in Hollywood where they have surfing involved. And yeah. then I've, uh, and also I've given lessons to some pretty interesting people because it's I do it through word of mouth and stuff. So, you know, and I really actually enjoy it. I love private lessons with an interesting person that wants to learn how to surf and loves it, you know? Yeah. Do you get to choose where you go? Do you say, oh, you know, I really want to go to Indonesia and teach this person how to surf the right way? And uh... I can. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the client. If the client's like, you know, hey, I want to go to Indonesia and surf. I'm like, great. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, or if they want to go, I'm going to Mexico. We're going to Tahiti. I've never been to Tahiti. I, I'm oh. prone to hyperbole. Some people say, are you lying right now? But uh, the truth is I've never been to Tahiti, but I've been to Fiji and Indonesia and Mexico teaching surfing with clients that wanted to go on a trip, but they wanted their surf instructor with them. It sounds tawdry, but it's actually quite lovely. Uh, that's, I mean, that sounds pretty all right, you know. Uh, yeah, but when, it, when yeah. my bread and butter is here in, Mal is in Malibu, I don't live in Malibu anymore, but my bread and butter is to go down to Malibu and teach surfing to people who want to learn at this little spot that's good for beginners and then as they get better they you know we we travel like i've got a client i've been with for eight years who's such a good surfer now he's just an uber athlete from Cal colorado from denver he's just an amazing athlete and he just took to surfing later in life and now he rips like we, we surf rincon a bunch of times he goes to kelly slater surf ranch gets barreled now you know been surfing for eight years and he's getting longer barrels than i get when i go to indonesia it's like it's like whoa but uh, it's not for everybody, but some people really take to it. And he's, he's, he's been an ex, just a wonderful client client. He's a friend now and a really good surfer. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty all right job to be. Yeah, I go to... wherever he wants me to go. Yeah. Like, okay, well, yeah, twist my arm. I'll go out and surf somewhere, somewhere fun. And um, so you, I saw your mug, you're a cat dad. You have a cat. Or is my cat? You're... You oh, on your fuck. mug is it just a mug cat dad i am now a cat dad i married into it i mean i'm actually i'm engaged to be married on december 28th i'm gonna get married in hawaii thanks oh, awesome. in hawaii, on the north shore at keiki beach secret location i can't but uh yeah i've become a cat dad my my 
fiance has this cat named Keeper that I've fallen in love with. And she'll come home and she'll see me just spending private time petting the cat, the cat on my lap, me like talking to the cat. And she got me this mug as a joke because I've become a cat dad. I'm a dog guy, you know, and I want a dog desperately, but I do love her cat and I want her cat to have a great life. Yeah, but and that's I think it's possible to have both, but we'll see. Yeah, and I think that's always a good thing. Uh, you know, when she sees that the the cat really likes you and that you're able to to bond really well with the cat, uh, that's usually a a pretty good sign. And yeah, it's one of the it's one of the things that are important to her. Yeah, like if I was mean to her cat, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this house right now. I wouldn't be. We wouldn't be getting married. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. And, but I love her uh, cat. I love, I love animals, period, but I love her cat. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that. Um, so then you're yeah, so going back to Hawaii. That's going to be, or is that, uh, you're going to get, are you going to get a surf there while you're there, I guess? Uh, oh, God, I hope so. I'm just looking at the forecast going like, oh, it looks kind of windy. But, uh, you know, I hope it's not pouring rain. When we On the day we get married, it looks like it's going to be partially sunny with maybe a couple of results. There might be a rainbow. That'll be fine. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I hope I'll be there for like 10 days. So I really hope oh. I'll get, this, you know, a couple of surfs in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when it rains there, it's usually, you know, just a little bit and then. And then done. Yeah. You're done. And then you're, you're good for the day. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be that'll be pretty fun. And so, um, so then, okay, so then, when you're when you're teaching, then so like, how old is the oldest person that you started teaching? That's a great question. I started teaching a guy that was seventy years old this year, and he's, okay. he's he might have been sixty eight, but he's in his seventies now, and we've been working for a couple of years, and he's just great. Also, you know, he just loved it. We had so much fun. And then he uh, he bought a house right at this private, you know, he's a rich, rich guy and a, and a great, great guy. He's a writer yeah. and uh, a great writer, a, a writer that I, I didn't know who he was or anything. I don't always Google my clients or anything. I'm just out there talking to him, you know, yeah, he's and I find out perfect. that he's a great writer that's written a, an amazing book that changed my life. I'm like, you you're Jay McInerney. And I'm like, bright lights, big city. He's like, yeah. And like, we have had such a fun relationship, just having him have fun in the ocean. And he loves it, man. He lives in New York, but he bought a place in Malibu and he just comes out. We go surfing every September. It's really, it's good, man. That's cool. That's a, that's a great way to do it. And then I, yeah. I don't have a lot of clients. I don't work that much, but when I do work, it's nice. It's fun. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 40 and I was like, okay, well, I mean, is that, I don't know if that's, you know, too yeah, old. You're young for my client. Yeah, no. That, start yeah, okay. That, that sounds good. That's not, someone says they're 40. That's nothing. When someone says yeah. they're in their late sixties and seventies, I'm like, what kind of shape are you in? You know, like, are you in good shape? You know, cause yeah. I don't, you know, I am trained in CPR and everything, but I want eat my client and myself to be able to rescue the, each other should one of us be in need yeah that's a good, good <laughs> it might be me have. someday <laughs> yeah hopefully not but you know you never know yeah but you we gotta, don't go for life threatening situations but just surfing in itself you're in the ocean so that the hazards are you know grave you know it's very you know people you can't breathe underwater and it's very easy to get you know do something wrong and find yourself in trouble in the ocean ocean doesn't care what kind of shape you're in you know so we train 
you know, we're out there training and it's, I just try to make it fun, but we are training. I mean, yeah, that's a a whole body workout there. I mean, that's a whole body workout. That's everything. I mean, yeah, there's people who, you know, run marathons or, you know, uh, are doing other kinds of anything else, but I mean, they're just, they're not, yeah, that same sort of shape is in a lot of, a lot of core strength and, um, stuff of that, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I like to go, I don't, I don't surf. I boogie board, body board, whatever it's called, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of core strength, even just for that, just, uh, core strength and upper body strength. Then, yeah, you got to get your legs and, and everything. And yeah, the, just moving around the ocean. It's good. I, I used to liken it to, to wrestling. There's a term in surfing. I know you know a lot about wrestling. There's a term in surfing called wrestling the alligator. And that happens when you're caught inside and you've got a big board and you've got to hang on to your big board through waves, through whitewater waves that are trying to push you to the beach, but you're trying to get out. And I'm like, it's wrestling the alligator, bro. You just hang on, flip it over, flip it back over, keep moving. You know, the, you know, it's up to you, you know, otherwise this board and you are going back to the beach, which happens to everyone. I said, like, don't worry. You know, we're going to try to get out, but like, listen, me, I've been surfing all my life. I've left the beach and said, okay, let's go out, you know, and started paddling and been paddling for 45 minutes and never gotten out, ended up getting washed back to the beach going, well, I tried. <laughs> it happens to everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the ocean's not going to really care too much where, you know, where you want to go. Yeah. It's, it's, fun. it's just fun, but it's not always like dreamy. Like, oh, that was usually with my clients, like everyone gets to stand up and ride waves. But when yeah. you get to a certain point where you're really challenging the ocean, it's like, we'll be lucky if we go, if we get out, and then we'll be really lucky if we catch one in. <laughs> and that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to get out there and catch one in. That's a good way to do it, and then yeah. you can, yeah, keep. Uh, and then, so then, will you go like a day or two in doing this, or will you go? I mean, it's usually when you go on these trips. Are you doing? Oh, you know, I mean, you know, it, it all depends. Last, sometimes I'll just work with a client for a day, but sometimes my clients come into town, and I'll work with them for a week straight. You know, like this. I spent Thanksgiving up in Santa Barbara surfing with a client six day for six days. You know. And it was great, you know, trips, obviously you surf every day for the time you're there, you know, a week to two weeks. And then when, you know, down around here, like in the summer, I'll pick up randoms, you know, Hey, I'm in town for a day. Can you teach my kid how to, can you go surfing with my kid? You know, I'm like, absolutely. So then uh, with that, then, so are you able to, like, I mean, how long will it take somebody? I mean, you can only teach someone so much in a day. You can only teach so, someone so much in a week. If they, you know, someone is going in to do a, I mean, a surfing movie is one thing, but uh, I mean, you said you do the consulting, which is basically like a, you're, you know, a stunt coordinator, but with surfing. Kind of, yeah. And so, I, I mean, you got to tell what's, what's going to look real. And, you know, because I mean, there's, probably stuff that the director or whoever writes the movie once that's just you know wouldn't look right in real life if you know someone who's a real surfer saw it and go oh yeah that's just this bullshit whatever that guy's doing yeah, uh, yeah so. totally. <clears throat> totally i mean it's like if you're working on a movie and you've got an actor who has to play a surfer 
And there's no way in hell in, in two months or whatever, in eight weeks or 12 weeks while you're training, the person's going to be able to do what the character does in the movie. That's just not going to happen. So they use stunt doubles for things that actors can't do. But what you can show in a movie of an actor doing is mostly is close-ups of them paddling, close-ups of them, you know, going in and out of the water with their board. And if you don't do that correctly, you just obviously don't surf, you know, and paddling is the most important thing because surfers can tell, uh, watch someone paddle and decide whether they can surf or not, basically. And then, you know, your, your pop-up, they can get a camera in the water on a tiny wave and have an actor paddle by the camera, their face, as they, as they look to stand up and drop down the face, the camera can make it look a lot bigger than it is. And then they cut to a stunt double, you know, from a distance dropping down and turning or, and yeah. you know, if it's a girl, if, it, if it's a guy, you just want to get them in the water. If you can teach them how to duck dive, which is not an easy skill, but if you can, that's great. Cause you get to see their face going down and coming up and you just want to see their face in close up and then cut to a stunt double doing something that takes years to learn you know so yeah. that's different you know teaching at working with actors who need to look like they can play us who are playing surfers regard you know instead of a, a human being that's got like four weeks on vacation and they just want to stand up on a surfboard and ride a wave and go fuck i'm surfing you know like and that's yeah. easy that's easy to teach because you just put them on a huge board. You find a gentle wave. You teach them how to stand up and paddle and stand up and sit up and turn around and paddle and stand up. And you teach them how to you know, paddle back to you on a small day and you push them into a wave. The hardest part about surfing is catching a wave you want and yeah. then getting to your feet in that order. Catching a wave you want and getting to your feet. Once those two things are accomplished, surfing's easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything around getting that to happen that is difficult yeah I, mean, but I don't want to give away my secrets or anything you i'm interested in how you learn to wrestle quite frankly but you don't have to talk about it you probably well, talk about that and i mean yeah it's, a, it's sort of the same thing it's all everything that leads up to it and you know like wrestling a match is just nothing pretty much it's just the final result after you know, months and months and years of training and trying to get, because I mean, there's people who, um, like, you got to be in a different kind of shape too with that. And it's uh, like, there's people who are 400 pounds who can go around the ring and, uh, you know, not get all tired and, you know, uh, just blown up. But then you got people who are coming right out of the Marines and they're in there and trying to do the same thing and after you know a minute or two they're just yeah they're, they're beat and so i mean there's yeah definitely uh you got to have that that right training to be able to do the the right thing and yeah with with surfing i mean that's a whole whole different game there and um so then how how'd you get into surfing what got you i mean that's you were there so into surfing yeah i mean I, I, I saw someone ride a wave up in Carmel. I was born on Carmel. I went to this beach that my mom used to like to go to, Carmel River Beach, or might have been Carmel Beach. I was a little tiny kid, and I saw a guy on a bright red board go at a diagonal on a green wave with white water exploding, this huge green face and a bright red, and then someone had a bright yellow board, and there were long boards. This is the 60s. They're riding at a diagonal, and I, I was just, look at that person. They're not coming straight. They're going 
they're going down a diagonal. It was just so beautiful. I knew I wanted to do that, but then we moved to San Jose, and then we moved to San Rafael, and then we moved to Palos Verdes. And we were in Palos Verdes. We're at, we're at there's a beach there. There was just a landslide and rap beach. And my dad just made me, I said, dad, I want to surf, you know, so he goes, well, you got to learn how to swim. So he put me in swim lessons. My dad was a lifeguard when he was younger on the East coast. So he's very oh, comfortable okay. in the water. So he used to take me to the beach and like hold, and this is so important when you're a little kid, he should, we used to go out in the water and yeah. hold me through waves. We go under waves, over waves, try to body surf waves. Cause he was very comfortable in the ocean. Cause he was an ocean lifeguard. And that's what made me kind of really fall in love with the feeling of being in the waves and in the ocean. And, and I said, I wanted to learn how to surf. So he put me in swim lessons. As soon as I learned how to swim, he could take me to the beach, you know, me and my friends and drop us off. And then from then on, it was a pure, pure, you know, sport we do with our friends, you know, and look at magazines and go to surf movies and surf. We, we were in this, it's a very unique club or more it was back then anyway you know people because it's not for everyone people that were into it were so into it you know they would just take over their lives and it did mine you know it really it really was some super that and acting were the two coolest things I did you know and so, I was like that I got super into and sometimes those two things would compete for importance in my life you know like I need to put all my energy into surfing right now and then, you know, at the detriment of acting. And then other times I'd be like, I'm just going to put all my energies into acting right now, you know, and I would become a, not as good a surfer, but I, you know, I didn't want to just be one thing. I love both those things equally. And yeah. uh, I'm lucky that I got to do either one of them at all, you know, in a, in a, at a certain the capacity that I've been able to, I'm very grateful that I've been able to be an actor you know, and I'm, and I, and very grateful that I've been able to still be a surfer at my, you know, at my age and through my whole life, even though there are times when I forego surfing for years, you know, when I'm, tr you know, training and acting. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, I've done a little acting. I just want to surf, you know, for a while. Sure. People in the acting industry would be like, you're out of, you're crazy, man. You're, you're in a business where you got to be all in. I mean, this is, you got to strike and you got to, if you want to have a life, you know, in this field you got to be all in on this and I was like I need to go surfing right now it's a weird thing you know but it's it, you know it's worked out fine for me it's where I have yeah. no regrets. yeah no I mean uh yeah it's the same thing like uh I could have had some you know job where I would have been set but then you know I got a little older and it's like well you know if I don't do my wrestling but it's like I, I gotta do both I can't just I, I, you know, doing this or, um, you know, doing any other, you know, acting stuff or anything or comedy, like I can't do just one thing. It's not, not for me. And yeah, I mean, if you can, you were able to somehow get those both together because you were doing stuff before you were doing acting gigs before you did North Shore and Return the Living Dead and stuff. So what, what sort of got you in there? And I mean, how did did you have to leave surfing at that point? Oh. Too? How did I get into professional acting? You mean? Well, yeah. I mean, so if, if you were like between surfing, like where, where, were, where were you at surfing when you decided you were going to go more acting? Okay. And by the way, before I forget this, because my mind goes all the way over, all over the place, you know, yeah, I was looking at your resume, like, because you said, I want to interview. And I looked at it and it's like wrestling comedian. It's just, I was like, this guy. <laughs> 
really wears different hats. You know, I'm like, that's a pretty interesting podcaster and also really cool collector of clothes and things. I was like, this guy's really all over. I like this guy. He's not just one thing, you know, and I can relate to that. But anyway, I will say that um, I was surfing. I was going to UC Santa Barbara and I was on the surf team and I wasn't that good and I didn't love competing. I didn't come from a competitive background in surfing, but I joined the surf team just to get a key to this beach that had some good ways and I felt special. Really, I just joined it for the shirt, but it was, I'm glad I did it because I like to claim it. Yeah. But I was there and I realized I wanted to be an actor. And in order to be an actor, I, I knew, you know, I didn't want to go do regional theater, even though I have nothing against it. God, I love it. But I just didn't think I had that. That wasn't my goal. I wanted to be an actor in Hollywood and work in TV and film. And I knew I had to move to LA because I'd never lived in a city and I wasn't sure I could live in a city. I was very naive. I was just a surfer, you know, on the beach with a thing. And I grew up just, I never didn't know the city. And I went, I'm moved, I'm going to move to LA. And then my mom happened to get very sick with cancer. And I dropped out of UC Santa Barbara. I moved down to San Diego. I stayed with her until she died. After she died, I transferred to USC. I auditioned for the Bachelor of Fine Arts at USC, right in the middle of LA. And um, I got accepted. And I went into an acting program and I had decided after my mom died, I was going to pursue whatever I loved. And, and at that time, I wanted to be an actor more than anything. And when I went there and for the next six years or so, I hardly ever surfed. I mean, I just focused on training. Well, that's not true. There's another, that's not true. When I was going to LA at USC, I discovered Hollywood and the club scene. <clears throat> the club, the nightlife scene, the club scene in Hollywood. And I just became, I was totally into it. I was one of those disco dummy guys that would go out till four in the morning, three nights a week, you know, to the clubs and just to the detriment of my schoolwork. But I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the world. I have finally found my people. I love yeah. this. But when I graduated college, my ride was over. You know what I mean? I mean, I had, I was so lucky. My dad said, I'll pay for your education. But it's over after that. You know, there's no, you're not getting anything from me, but I will pay for your education. I'm like, thanks, dad. It's like, you're studying acting? Like, it was just like, it's mind blowing to a parent. Yeah. When I went to USC, but when I graduated USC, I just was all in on acting, just doing plays, taking classes, getting jobs, and just traveling around doing little gigs as an actor, you know, in horror movies, you know, and then uh, stuff like that. But I was, I was all in surfing had no interest to me until I got the audition for North Shore. And I would, I'd done like four or five movies by then. And I was like, I was a film actor, you know, I'm like, I was going to be like a film actor for the rest of my life. I wasn't even thinking about surfing. Yeah, I, I can surf, but I don't, I don't do that anymore. I'm doing this now. I'm living in Hollywood. I'm an actor. And I get this script and this character that, that I get to audition for surfs pipeline, the best wave in the world. And I'm like, I, need to do this i don't know if there's any other actors in the world that can do this but i can you know and i i campaigned really hard to get that part i'm very lucky they gave it to me because it changed my life while i was doing that film i got back into surfing in a big way and i have never let it go there i had a conversation with my guru jerry lopez and I tell him i don't surf anymore i just don't act and he goes john you should you should not quit surfing you're great at it it's something you love you should surf for the rest. You can surf for the rest of your life. It's free and it's so good for you. Don't ever quit surfing again. And I never have since then. I've, I've been a surfer and an actor and it's been great. 
So then, Did I answer the question. <laughs> I, I think you got it. I think you got where I was going. Uh, so then, um, did you know any of the people? Were you surfing any of the people in that film then um, beforehand, or did you know them? Or was no, it just I didn't all know anybody in that, that film. I mean, the there there were the, the professional surfers that were in that movie were yeah. on were in posters on my wall when I was growing up. You know, oh, they were my right. idols. It'd be like you know you you know i'm gonna go hang out with the rock and we're gonna do this you know thing that for like four weeks and have lunch together every day and we're gonna do some spend some time in the ring on you know then we're gonna do some comedy and then we're just gonna go shopping and i mean we're gonna talk a lot you know it's, it, it was like it, you know these guys were my idols and then i just happened to and i'll love them for the rest of my life no matter what because i've worked with them you know and they're and not not only that but they're these are, were great people. They cast yeah. They did. They got really lucky with their casting. But the actors that they cast had to surf. And I've become best friends with the lead actor, Matt Adler. We, we bonded on that movie. We've been close ever since. And in like, after I get married in March, we're going to the Mentawise to a really, really beautiful surf resort way up in Indonesia because he surfs. And, and we were like kids when we go surfing together. We've been surfing together forever and we're, and we still do it. And so I'm really looking forward to that, but yeah, I be, we became, we all became really good friends who worked on that movie. It was a good experience for us. So then, so you two just sort of hit it off, you and, uh, and Matt just sort of hit it off and you're good. And, you know, just like, okay, well, let's keep on, you know, stay in touch the old, yeah, we became best friends and we hung out together all the time. And then, you know, our life went different ways and stuff. He quit surfing for a long time and he got married. You know, he's got a kid and he works all, he works a lot as a dialogue replacement ADR guy, voiceover actor, and he makes a fortune and it's a really lucrative job and he's been doing it hardcore for a long time. But um, he started surfing again, like four years ago or what he just called me up and goes, Hey, I'm going to start surfing again. Let's, and I want to go on a surf trip to a perfect spot on the world. I can afford anything. So I don't even want to surf until we go to this magic place. And I'm like, great. You know, like 10 years he quit surfing and he got back into it. And by the end of that trip, he was surfing as good as he was before he quit surfing and he's a good yeah. surfer. And then since then he's gotten so into it. He bought a place out at Point Doom, you know, this really exclusive private surf community oh. and he goes surfing in this little neighborhood he lives in that's hard to get to and very exclusive and he is a better surfer now than he has ever been wow. and he's probably 58 years old or 59 you know you know and he's just so you know he's better now than he's ever been so that's awesome that guy just blows my mind yeah what he's capable of and what he's done with his life it's great yeah and then so have you gone and uh, do you go and surf down there with him down? Yeah, he lets me in sometimes, course. you know, like he'll like call like one couple of days right. a month, you know, he's like, hey, Johnny, I got a day off. I'm going to go surfing. You want to come meet me and go surfing? And I'm like, yes, I do. I don't turn that invitation down unless I've got something going on. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great day, you know, just, okay, well, going to go out and surf it's with a, my, my bud right now. My and, buddy in a little private little community that's hard to get to and it's like going back in time it's like going so what, back in time it's great what are the waves like there they're gentle and they're beautiful they break over rocks rock reefs you know rocks and the hills 
are just beautiful. There's cliffs. The wind is offshore predominantly, which is very unusual in California. So it's it's curved. It's a curved point, and it just has the predominant winds make every surf spot in California shitty all day long, except for a couple spots that curve and point east. Really, those spots are groomed and glassy and offshore. If there's cliffs, and that's what this place is like. It's kind of like going to the ranch. Cool. It's really, really beautiful and really cool. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, can't really beat that. Just getting to have, yeah. As good as it gets. We go out there and I go, after a session, if we get lucky, I'll be, Matt, this is as good as that place in the Mentwise we're going to go. This is easily as good as any day we're going to have up there. We just had here right in your home, at your home, at your little beach house. And I, and I mean that, I mean, I, we surf now for different reasons, you know, like, it's more of a holistic thing. The experience of getting in the water together, being in the water doesn't, the surf doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we're going to a place to hopefully get perfect waves, but you know, that the waves are just good. It's just as fun as anything could ever be. It's still, it still does it for us. So what is it about it for you then right now? Uh, you're focused in the moment. There's a freedom. There are no cares. You're just appreciating nature. I mean, at our, at my age and my level, when I get in the water, I just appreciate being in the ocean, looking at the rocks, looking at grass, looking at the clouds, the sun, when, when the, when the sun hits water that is exploding off of a reef, it fills your body with these negative ions that make you feel good. You know, you're doing things with your body that fill you with dopamine and serotonin, whatever oxytocin, you know, you're like, sometimes it's, thrilling and you feel there's fear involved but you, you also have to have, be focused so you get a lot of that thing they call the zone you know when you're in the zone your body's pretty you're, you're in you're rescuing yourself while you're putting yourself in harm's way there's skill involved and total focus so it just like that's how the navy tre seals train you know they try to get these people in situations where they become in the zone you don't even have to talk to someone else you're doing your work you're communicating telepathically and you know you're just performing at peak level there are you know if you if you if you do something wrong you're in danger you know and you get yeah. then you got rescued but you know it's just i can't say enough good things about it <laughs> yeah i mean that's uh not a bad deal at all i mean you like just being able to be that happy out and in, in your element it's happy often. you're yeah. happy and free you feel very youthful no matter how old you are you just feel this primal appreciation for being a body in the world you know being just being and and being able to appreciate it and being conscious how amazing it is to ride a wave it's just amazing ha it's like a commercial it might be uh yeah so if anyone yeah if you ready for a commercial um <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, because I mean, yeah, like I had a dream last night about being in the in the ocean, and um, I, I mean, I just, I don't get to do it often. I get to do it maybe once every five years or so, and it's just, but it's something that anytime I go on a trip, that's all I do. I just, I end up just in the ocean the whole time, and it's it's great. I mean, I'll pay a little bit more for airfare but then and uh lodging but then once i'm there i'm not going to 
the attractions or going out and you know doing the the extra life it's just i'm just wanting just to be in the ocean i'll come and end the day i'm tired and i can't really can't feel bad and i mean yeah i just i feel it and i just even though it's only you know once every five years i want to go back so i mean you're getting to do that nearly every day and no no oh no no i i oh. I, I only work like maybe in the summer i work three days a week maybe oh, okay. four days a week at the most you know and then i do these week-long trips and stuff like i'm gonna go on trip but i haven't surfed in two weeks oh okay that's a, All right. it's so a weather contingent sport and i don't you know when i go to hawaii i'll surf a bunch of times but yeah. I'm not surfing here. Like right now I have to go, I go to the gym just to stay so that I can surf, you know, when, when the waves get good, they don't get good that often. And I, I only go surfing for fun when the waves are good. And right now it's super cold. There's very few, cl my clients aren't in town. You know, I'm just, I do anything but go surfing now. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, um, I had the actor's nightmare last night and I have a recurring actor's nightmare. I have one like every week I have, I get the actor's nightmare. You know, when you're like, you're in a play and you don't know your lines and you're not prepared, but the play's on, you got to go on and you're trying, and it's just a panic, like anxiety dream of, am I going to be able to do, how am I going to do this? I don't know my, I haven't rehearsed this. I'm not ready. You know, that's the actor's nightmare. Yeah. And it's like, I was going to like, look it up. I was going to wake up and look up significance of the actor's nightmare, but uh, I've been having it for a long time. It's crazy recurring actor's nightmare interesting and so i mean so then when you have it what does that do where does where that put you like like what kind of mindset does that put you to go forward more and i mean to want to study more study your lines more and learn it more is it kind of set you back a in little my, bit in my dreams and I know it's a, you know, it's not just actors that get the actor's nightmare, you know, but I have a feeling all actors do. <laughs> and so it just means that my subconscious still identifies as an actor, you know, like I still, cause I've done so much acting that I, you know, I know what it's like to have to, to memorize lines for a play. And I know what it's like to have to memorize lines for a movie and not be prepared for a scene, you know, and auditioning is all just auditioning does the same thing to your psyche as working does, you know, it's like, I've got to audition, I've got to perform between action and cut. Nothing matters, but what ha what's happening between action and cut. And if you haven't invested, like in auditions, you don't get to invest two weeks into every word you say, you know, so you're throwing this shit out there. I'm like, I just started act, you know, auditioning again this year. I've been, I've had, you know, I've got one year in back in the game and cool. now it's all done with a ring light at home through a computer and you have someone else like I don't even have someone else read my lines anymore I just because no everyone's tired of shit of doing that no one wants to do that so yeah. I don't have any friends who will do that anymore so I just have to make everything a monologue and, and I'm like 30 auditions for zero like I've, I've gone up 30 times for zero results because I'm getting closer I'm getting better but it's just I think it's some psychological thing of not being prepared, you know, for the inevitabilities of life, you know, or what, what, you know, fuck, you know, I'm in the game and I'm, I better get serious about it, you know, really serious, you know, like, yeah. like it's life or death kind of thing. It's funny. Well, I, well, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, well, it seems like in your subconscious, you do, you do oh, go ahead. Um, 
I mean, you, you do want to be there. And so, I mean, you're, I mean, that's what the, the dream sounds like it's, it's about. And so, I mean, like, I think you're, you're right. There. You're there. I think, I, I think yeah, I'm back. I want to get, I want to go all, I want to really get some experience back in that. My psyche yeah. is pushing me that direction. I'm yeah. dreaming about it. What, uh, how you're dreaming you about surfing and I'm dreaming about acting. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. And so it works out all right. Have you thought about hypnosis ever? No. Would you be open to that? Shit, you're a hypnotist. Fuck. Yeah. If, um, if you'd be open to, I, we could do something if you like. Uh, if maybe. Not, I'm not going to put you on scared, the spot. I'm kind of scared of the, that, of hypnosis, but I'm not. Understandable. I'm half open to it. Okay. I know well, it's yeah. I have friends that have quit smoking through hypnosis. So I know it's effective if the per, if it work, you know, it can be very effective. If the person wants it. If the person if, wants it. If the person wants it. If the person doesn't want it, it's not worth it. I, I just, I don't even do it if people don't want to, but. Um, that's right. Hypnotist, comedian, wrestler. Yeah. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I have a feeling. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's a broad range, my brother. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's uh yeah, I got into hypnosis like four years ago. I, I busted my knee. Uh, I was walking across a driveway, never got hurt wrestling once. And I was walking across a driveway with uh, hardwood flooring and I stepped in a hole oh. and twisted my knee. And then oh. that was that. And so, yeah, all those, yeah, all those physical jobs went away. So I needed something new. So I don't know. I got, I got down. Uh, I got, I got pretty like sad and depressed after that because I didn't know what to do. And then, yeah, we're talking with the psychiatrist and she gave me a book and one of the things in it for a job was to be a hypnotist. And it's like, hmm, that could be interesting. I, I think I could do that. And I mean, I was terrible. I was horrible at school. I don't know why I went to school ever. I barely <laughs> passed high school, barely passed. I went to college for, I got a two-year degree in college after 16 years <laughs> and, then, uh, and then yeah I mean I was top of my class in my hypnotist class but oh. yeah just something that finally sort of clicked but yeah I mean just weird random things happen and you know you got to sort of move forward with what you're doing and I mean um, and yeah when you get that 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 dream I mean that's it's, it's coming, it's coming, it's, it's right there. And, um, and so, I mean, even like, I mean, what kind of, oh, what, what's your cat's name? Keeper. Keeper. Oh, that's, that's a good one. She's I like that. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, it's. How would we do a hypnosis? Will we do it on zoom? Yeah, I can do it on Zoom. I, that's like I started doing that um, when I, I had an office in Portland. And then when I moved, I moved to Minnesota in uh, early 2019. And I thought I'd be snowed in for months. So and the office space there was really expensive. So uh, and I was working with some people who were afraid of not, you know, whatever. They They didn't like leaving their house in the first place. So you know, being able to just go like, hey, I can just do this over, you know, over Zoom or over a phone call. Um, and so, I mean, that, that's been great. So it took a lot of people a lot of time, but then once COVID hit, 
people started doing Zoom and then it became a lot easier to be more accepted about it. But yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, do it over Zoom and it's it's pretty all right. Um, and then, yeah, that way I can stay at home. And then that way, whoever is doing it doesn't have to go into some weird office. They can they can turn their camera off if they want and just lie in bed with their wow. eyes closed. And yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty all right. But um, yeah, uh, so one more thing I was gonna talk about. So uh, with, with Point Break, so in Portland, um there is a uh is like a comedy club and they do they do a point break show like um point break live point break live it's a play uh, it's a play based on it, the movie based and, on the movie and the script it, and they audition for keanu's yeah you know about this dude it's the longest running play in the history of theater it's always playing somewhere it was the longest running play in los angeles ever oh okay all right it, so that it's I traveled all around the world that is like <laughs> that is such a fun night i've been to it twice did uh you just in the back just just watching and taking it oh all yeah in? just watching yeah <laughs> just watching yeah i went with the writer peter illith one night and bo jesse christopher and uh peter was laughing so hard he wrote the screenplay and the yeah. play's script is exactly verbatim from the screenplay. I mean, they've cut out, they've, they've condensed it quite a bit, but the lines are all lines that he wrote. They're just delivering them in a very different way. And uh, so yeah, cool. we watched, I've, I've seen it two times and it's just a great night of theater. I'm just, you know, I love that. Point Break Live is phenomenal. Okay, yeah, I, I had no clue it was all oh, over the world. so much fun. Yeah. Did you, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I went there. No, I went there right before I moved. Um, I went with uh, I, I went with my yeah my brother, his wife, sister, and her husband, and and my girlfriend. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was tons of fun and um, good. Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, cause I'd done comedy at that theater and stuff too, so it was always oh. kind of cool. And yeah, uh, to go back to that place and then yeah we saw that was going like okay yeah and i have some buddies who were in it and so yeah, i had to go check it out and you know make sure that it was it was good but yeah i mean i was laughing my ass off and then good yeah and so um yeah that was that was fun and so i guess uh let's see so one last thing i guess i guess i said the last thing was the last thing but so, no, no, go ahead. I'm just going to text my fiance and tell her I'm on the air right now. Cool. I'm on the air right now. I love Zoom. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's made everything so much Changed easier. The world. Yeah. You don't have to, I mean, I don't know. I was able to go a lot of places, but yeah, now I can just, I don't have to. If I want to, I can. I can, like when I started this, I had a place in Portland. Um, you, you got. No, no, uh, no. I, I, oh flexing my thumb because i hurt my thumb yesterday oh okay how'd you do that i got in a fight with a crazy person at a nail salon okay all right i, I went and got my toes done yeah well nice okay those are, nice, those are right? looking good yeah nice nice and black anyone got any foot fetishes out there look at that man i, I hope so 
This might be my favorite interview for that moment right there. And I'm sitting there with a bunch of women. I know you're right in the middle of the story, but I got to process this. I'm sitting there. I'm the only man in the shop. I'm right by the door and a crazy guy comes in, you know, with a bike. He's like, I stole this bike off the bus. I could do the same for you. Like he starts bad mouthing and, you know, verbally harassing the women at the door, the, the woman in front of her, look, you got boils all over your mouth. What's the matter with you? And the owner, I'm like, the owner comes out and comes down and goes, excuse me, sir, you know, you have to leave. This is a business. He starts yelling. And, you know, I, I was kind of frightened because he's really manic and he, he's obviously crazy. Yeah. And he's assaulting these, he's berating these women and he's kind of a, he's being really cruel to them. And I just went, am I supposed to do something? <laughs> am I like these women look at me and, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got black toenail polish on. I go, hey, and I lost my temper. I kind of went into a little rage and I got in a fight and I pushed him out and said, get the, I had to drop an F-bomb. I just, I, I would have handled the situation totally differently in retrospect. Now I would have gone, hey, Jesus, because he said he was Jesus. I go, Jesus, I love you, man. Can we talk outside? We're, they're trying to relax, but let's you and me go talk outside, okay? But instead, I just grabbed him and pushed him out and, swung and hit him. And, you know, he said, I'm going to spray you. I'm going to cut you, bitch. You know, like all this shit. And I'm like, oh, maybe this guy is going to fucking try to stab right. me. Yeah. And spray me with mace. I'll spray your face. And, like, and, I, and I threw a punch at him. And I don't know how to, you know, it's been a long time since I've thrown a punch in anger. I think I broke my thumb. Yeah. I don't, you know, you, you're probably trained, but I don't train in martial arts anymore, boxing. Right. But I still threw it just to keep him from having the ability to reach in and grab whatever he was grabbing for, you know, and yeah. And I got so upset, you know, that he finally left, you know, after I, it was physical. Yeah. But and the owner came up and said, Hey, you know, we just, that happens all the time. You know, we, they're crazy. He's mentally ill. I go, that happens all the time. You, you let him talk to your employees like that and threaten them and insult them and make everybody uncomfortable. You don't even call the cops. She goes, no, we don't call the cops because they won't come. I go, they won't oh. come when something like that happens. And she goes, no. And I can't, I can't leave this in fun. We got a great location, but that we, we have to deal with that. That's just part of life in this, in the city. Crazy yeah. people come in and they're crazy. And we just try to get them on their way without it. And I'm like, well, you know, so I'm sorry. I lost my temper. I just, a lot of the girls were like, thank you. He was making me very uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, I was like shaky because I've got a, a fight with a stranger, a crazy person at a nail salon that took out onto the street. And I'm throwing a punch in anger and I might have clipped. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, maybe I should go take Krav Maga or something so that like the next time it happens in a nail salon, I don't hurt myself when I'm trying to physically extra, you know, uh, get someone through for violence to get away from a certain area. But Krav Maga, I know they teach you to get away, you get away from the thing, but I couldn't get away from the threat. I had to move him away and then I shut the door. It was just, I, I can't, I got to process it. It happened yesterday. Sure. So where were you? Where were you? Uh, did you, were you like had your foot up? And, yeah, uh, my foot, I was up there getting my nails polished. My feet were purple. I'm sitting there and like, there's a woman on this side of me who's like looking at me like, this is scary. And there's a woman on that side of me who's like, what's going to happen? This is, escalating and i'm like looking around like call the fucking cops you know to the lady and she's just watching you know and they're just talking he's getting more and more violent in his talk yeah to the women that are you know and i'm the only man and i just thought fuck i have to step up right now 
And it's kind of, I don't know, a weird gender pressure, but you know, there's something about it. I, I did not like the way he was talking to those women. He was a bully. Sure. He yeah. was a bully. And I, I know what that's like. I've, I've been that guy and I've been, you know, I've been the other guy, you know, I've been, I've, I've played a lot of different roles in, in this world myself. You know, I, I've been the abuser and I've been abused, you know, and I, I've been a hero and I've been a villain. So I, at that moment, I just thought this is, I need to, I think I can fix this situation, but unfortunately I'm not really trained that well in it. Well, <laughs> and I, well it, it escalated before it got worse before it got better. You had two people fighting and put and came, got uh, fighting in the doorway of the nail salon till I got them out on the street to move along. And then I got mad because they wouldn't call the cops because the cops wouldn't come. I just like, this is a crazy way to live, man. But this is life in the city. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty uh, common now, like for that. Uh, common. In, in most cities, uh, they won't come for a lot of stuff. Cops and, won't come unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah. That's and what it's, she said. Yeah, and it's like you have to wait until they get hurt. It's not there's, there's impending, impending doom of someone getting hurt. It's someone's hurt. We need you to come now. I was, and, yeah, I was like, wow, that is, it's real. Cops won't yeah. come. Owners won't call them because they know they won't come. They've tried it before. They've tried learned. it before. They go, yeah, we see dead bodies on the side. I'm like, I'm thinking like, there's all these ladies getting their nails done. I'm like, getting your nails done is gnarly, man. This is a, this is a gnarly environment. If this happens all the time. And all these people are used to it. I'm the only yeah. one that's never done it before. And I go in there and it blows my mind. I have to get in a fight just to feel like, doing the right thing in life and it's just <laughs> i'll think about that next time i get a mani petty i think so yeah just be ready uh gotta be I ready mean, when yeah. you're getting a mani petty yeah i mean who's who's gonna i mean you see someone coming that's like just has gotten their fucking toes done and they come after you you know that's someone like yeah you don't, probably don't want to be fucking around right then like with this person they're getting up from getting their their time in they get their their pampering time and uh there's comedy in there somewhere bro i know it i just haven't found it yet i'm processing it it'll get there um (laughs) hey uh john thank you so much for coming on it was awesome talking with you i enjoyed it and nice getting to meet you super fun is there anything else you wanted to ask i know i took off on that story but no that's cool um okay so then uh, i guess one one last one so yeah. When, when someone comes up to you, a random person, what's the first or what's the most common thing that someone will say? Someone that knows, me, knows sir, who you, you are. dropped a dollar. Or <laughs> I think I was in line before you. Okay. Nobody, you know, very, are you talking about people recognizing me as an actor in LA? Yeah. yeah. Or anywhere in the world? Yeah, any, yeah. In terms of that, it doesn't happen very often. If I go to a neighborhood where there are surfers, you know, if I yeah. go somewhere and there's a surfer present, you know, there's, you know, a beach community, Santa Barbara, Hawaii, surf, where there's surf, surf culture, then I will usually get someone will come up, you know, it, you know, I can tell if they're thinking it just by the look on their face, but if they actually come up to me and, and have that look in their eyes, I, I know like this person is seen, is a fan and wants to see if I played turtle in North Shore. And then they'll want to list a couple other of my credits because they're fans. And I know what it's like, cause I'm a fan, you know, and I am sure. so grateful and so nice to these people in this moment. You know, I'm like, I'm, yes, thank you so much. It's a very small group that like, 
would appreciate that. And I'm like, thanks, man. You made my night. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan. So thank, oh, thank you for, for doing this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's like, my pleasure. I, I, text me and yeah. text me Rusty about hypnosis and we'll talk about it. Not today. Yeah. Like, once, once you're, once you're back uh, from, from your honeymoon and yeah, congratulations and, and enjoy you. that. Enjoy that time. Yeah. You bet. And Thank you very much. Yeah, that's just yeah. fun. I, I want to see it. Send me a link or yeah, whatever. I, I will send you the link. And yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. And uh, that's the show, man. You.